Welcome to the Jeff and Don Pod. First of all, thank you for all the amazing feedback on the previous episodes. Appreciate the love and support. Please continue to give us those reviews on iTunes. It's really five helpful. Star, five star, five star. All right, Jeff. So as you know, I like to look through social media and the internet to find interesting topics to speak about. And I constantly see a lot of posts on Instagram about catcalling. Oh, the women, art of catcalling. Yeah, and women feeling uncomfortable when they walk in the streets. Especially now that's you know, it's getting warmer. Women like to wear nice dresses. Women are like constantly under a microscope. Oh my god, it's awful. But like they can't even wear a nice dress outside. But that just goes to show you that this thing called catcalling is uh it's pretty prevalent, especially in New York City when it gets warm outside. Got some some interesting takes. There's like levels to catcalling too. That's true. Like you can be a super creep and you start whistling at them and start talking to them. Or the or the old Latino creeps. Right, exactly. Those oh guys. yeah, mommy. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> and I'm sure they feel super uncomfortable, like even more if they're older because they don't want to turn around and be nasty to like older men because you know you yeah. want to be respectful or whatever. Although they're clearly not being oh, so <laughs> any it's, sort it's of stuff out there for women. It is so. But I was thinking to myself, like, can you look and, and appreciate a woman and like that's looking good and has a nice figure and not be a creep? Is, are those things mutually exclusive? That's a tricky question. I mean, this day and age and the ages of the DM. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure women get a lot of DMs where guys are catcalling via the Internet. I can't even imagine how many DMs women get like on a daily basis about like random stuff. The sad thing is, I'm sure a lot of women are flattered by some of this. Oh, that's a, I didn't this think is, about this that. is the the era of really needy people that need to be on social media all the time. That's right. I, I'm sure there's some women that are like, oh, these guys hit me up on the DM, and then they're they're, on, inside they're like, oh yeah, keep sending me the DMs. Not, not every woman will post a provocative picture. Well, that's one of the reasons I thought about this topic of catcalling is because I started to think about is Instagram changing the way that we look at women? Are we looking at them more sexually now than we did before? Because some women and especially the Instagram models, quote unquote, are posting what we like to call thirst traps. Please define thirst trap for the listeners. A thirst trap is a picture of a woman wearing very little clothing either a bikini sometimes lingerie and they do this to get likes on social media and also for men to give them attention send them dms and things of that nature yes and this same woman will be the woman to tell her friends oh my god this guy is such a dog <laughs> look what the message he sent me yeah yeah you're yeah you are setting these thirst traps i mean yeah, but that's I think that's also the point where it's like, okay, so you don't want these men to send you DMs or being super sexual, but yeah, you're posting pictures half naked. Yeah, or same goes for the women that walk outside half naked. That's also true. Like but you're you're yeah, adding more attention. Nah. You're, you're already under the microscope. But it also gets to a point where a woman is just wearing like a, a long sundress and people are like <laughs> whistling and hollering at her. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. Us men are savages. I think so. Well, not me. You can include yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, my friend. Well played. (laughs) But yeah, but it got me thinking, like, can you still appreciate a woman's beauty 
and that's looking nice that she clearly took her time out to look nice for the day and not be a creep you can right by keeping it to yourself mm, that's you admire from a distance you can see somebody that that young lady looks very nice don't say a word keep it moving because if you approach her and say excuse me miss i just wanted to tell you you look really nice you? Is there any way to approach a woman that's on the street and you think she looks really nice and you want to tell her something? Is there any way to actually do this successfully? Without being a creep? Without being a creep. If you really want to, I think your best bet is to just go up to me. You know what? You look you look really nice today. Yeah. I really like your outfit. You have to Suits. keep it as vague as possible. Uh, that's interesting. Don't say, I like your tights. <laughs> or anything sexually. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to creep her out at all. But I think a good strategy is just wearing the headphones, although men still <laughs> are going to try to talk to women, yeah. even if they have headphones on. So sorry, ladies. Men are just savages. Hang in there, ladies. I heard you have an interesting story for us. Jeff has been keeping me in suspense. I have no idea what this is. I, have, I had to get the live reaction for I the know, pod. Right? I mean, it's a great story, man. So hit us with the details, man. What's one of the greatest stories in U.S. history? Wow. Yes, this is a story from 1980. Oh, taking it Boston, back. Boston Marathon runner. Oh, the Boston Marathon has a lot of stories, huh? Yeah, this was a very good one. One oh, of my favorites. This is a good one, okay. Celebrating a great athlete, Rosie <laughs> Ruiz, an amazing runner. So Rosie Ruiz ran the Boston Marathon in 1980. She finished first among all, all the women. Wow. It's an impressive feat. Impressive. Is she fully American? Well, she is a Cuban born. Oh, interesting. Yes. Guess what her time was? Uh, I mean, an hour? That's kind of crazy. It's 26.2 <laughs> miles. Just, just give me the Two time, hours man. and 31 minutes and 56 seconds. That's a, I mean. She was awarded with medals, silver bowls, everything. She was praised for a very short time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean a short time? Well, her time raised a lot of red flags. Wait, so why was it so impressive? What's the usual time you have for Well, first of all, she finished about nine minutes ahead of the second place runner, Whoa. which is <laughs> that's a, that's when you a consider a race. That's was a, it like a record or anything? Or what was it, it? it was like, I believe, the, th- let me get the stat, the third fastest time in uh, history for women. Wow. Yeah. This was in the 1980s. But some, you know, there were some red flags and question marks regarding her victory. So, Da, Miss Ruiz also ran the New York City Marathon the year prior. And what raised red flags was her time was 25 minutes faster for the 1980 Boston Marathon. (laughs) 25 minutes? Oh, yeah. And a marathon, that's like insane to go from one marathon to the next 25 minutes better. Yep. Wow, so she did the New York City Marathon a year before or the same year? The, year, the following year, she ran the Boston Marathon. 25-minute difference. 25-minute increase in speed. Red flags, my friend. So, Dom, upon further review, officials learned she jumped into the race about a mile before the finish line. What do you mean she jumped into the race? That's exactly what I mean. She took the subway. <laughs> she, <laughs> Wait a minute. Yo, Hold on. Didn't you say this was in Boston? I didn't even know they had like a... Rosie Ruiz took the subway and run the Boston Marathon 
women's division. What the she is what? a genius. I just have so a many pioneer. Questions. So how did she get into in the art of running? How did like how did she even cut back in? No, this is the story's awesome. So she cops on the subway. Obviously, she has her number, her shirt. Like everyone knows, she's supposed to run the marathon. Everybody on the train is like, "What are you doing here?" So th- this was her story. I, I, I'm a big fan of hers. I could tell. She tells train passengers that she sprained her ankle and she's heading to the finish line just to see it. <laughs> That's a great excuse. So she gets off the train, but this is where she messes up. She miscalculated. So she was way ahead of everyone else. So picture this, Dom. Let's say you're a part of the runner's community, the runner's world. And you know who are the participants in this race, the Boston Marathon. And out of nowhere, an unknown runner just dominates the women's division. I would have some questions, too. So when it is discovered that she took the subway. So how long, how long afterwards? Did she- Eight days. Eight days. She almost she almost <laughs> she, got away with it too. She probably she was probably on like Sports Illustrated. It's such a gutsy move. Like, why why would you enter a marathon with the intentions of cheating like that? This is the only way Jeff would probably run a marathon. <laughs> Jeffrey would take the A train <laughs> uptown and get off the stop and be like, I'll yeah. take a Uber. <laughs> <laughs> get off, get a drink, and then go back into the race. So wait, so so how did they discover that she cheated? investigations and people came people came out and said you know i saw that lady on the train oh wow yeah like it it, it was a uh, almost genius like i felt she could have tweaked it a little and, and got away with it i don't know how could she gotten away with it that's what i would have done yeah. i would have packed a, i would have stashed the shirt at a certain <laughs> train station <laughs> i get to that station like I, an evil master i put a shirt over hop on the train I calculate where I'm going to join the race. I get off at my stop. I wait for the runners. I won't just hop in in the middle and just That's show up at the finish line. Like, yeah, yeah. I hate running, but I won. I mean, yeah. I guess she didn't think about it too much, or maybe was, she was she did it while she was in it. But she's just uh, she's bad at calculating uh, situations like this. Because a few years later, she did get arrested for selling kilos of cocaine. <laughs> She's not the sharpest cookie. Well, that went downhill quickly. Yeah, her life really went downhill after taking the subway well, uh, and the marathon. From marathon star to in jail she, for selling she's coke. A, an interesting uh, U.S. athlete. Wow, Rosie Ruiz. She's a great example of like how things could go downhill really quickly, huh? You could definitely take a second and look at her and read up on her. Rosie Ruiz, Man. Boston Marathon, nineteen eighty. That has to be the greatest uh, marathon story I've ever heard. So here at the Jeff and Don Pod, we like to find interesting stories to share with you guys. And typically we scour the internet finding funny things to tell you about. So this story we saw was about some CIA employees who got fired. Now guess why they got fired, Jeff? What do you think? Stay scheming. (laughs) They were definitely scheming, but it's not the kind of scheme you would think. Well... To work for the CIA, you have to be pretty intelligent. That's right. But these employees were fired for hacking a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to get free snacks, Jeff. Hacking a vending machine? Hacking a vending machine. So they were getting snacks for free. Yes. Can I tell you how much they ended up stealing in snacks? 
about snacks, a couple hundred dollars about three thousand dollars over several months oh my goodness three thousand dollars in snacks that's a lot of, that's a lot machine. of people it has to be a lot of people because that's a lot of snacks why would you hack the vending machine and then get fired for it well i mean this is the difference between me okay and these uh cia hackers <laughs> what's the difference well i'll do the old you know arm in through the bottom trying to reach for the snacks trick Does that, that never work, work? Never works, but you always try. <laughs> so why are you trying? You always it try. Doesn't work. You have to oh, try. So you like doing things that don't work. Yeah. No, you, you gotta try, man. <laughs> Clearly, you're not so going they hacked to the CIA it and got it for free. Three thousand dollars in food over several months. So the way that they, the CIA was able to catch well, well, them. Wait a second, Don. But was it really a good hack? What do you mean? They got caught. Okay, but they got three thousand dollars worth of food and they lost their jobs. Yeah, they were contractors anyway, so they were probably. Well, they were contractors. That's probably, okay. that's probably why they didn't even care anyway. But the way they caught them was that they started installing cameras because they they found this suspicious <laughs> they that the all this food was leaving, <laughs> <laughs> leaving the vending machine and no money was in there. I was like, what the hell is happening here? So they finally found the people. And funny enough, this happened like four years ago. And a journalist decided to ask for uh, <laughs> the information. And they finally released it four years later. So these people are probably like back wow. in the CIA. <laughs> they probably came back and started stealing more more snacks from the vending machine. So did these people serve jail time? No, they decided not to press charges. Yeah, well, man. actually, the CIA said they wanted to press charges, but the Department of Justice is like, this is extremely petty. <laughs> like, just let these people go. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine doing some hard time for oh this? Oh, my God. Why are you in here? What are you in for? <laughs> I hacked the vending machine. <laughs> the skittles are great. Now I'm locked up. <laughs> Those skills don't really translate behind bars, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness! People don't steal from your job if you intend on keeping it, especially not from the vending machine. Yeah, if your situation is that bad, just get another job. Exactly. You need to steal from vending machine. Exactly. And first and foremost, try putting your arm in through the bottom and reaching. And if that fails, you just stay hungry or ask for money. You just said that never works. So why do you want people to try this? It looks funny, Dom. <laughs> so you just want to take a picture I, of them I when they're doing I would love to see that in action. <laughs> Send us a picture if you ever decide to put your hand please, through a vending machine. Please do. And if, it has, and if it's ever worked for you, please let us know. <laughs> so I can prove to Dom that it has worked. I doubt it. <laughs> All right, Dom. We got to tell the listeners about the guy who wore a dress to work. That's an interesting lad. Joey Barge. <laughs> He's my new hero. <laughs> Even his name is funny. Yeah, he has a great name, <laughs> Mr. Barge. This seems like a character already. So, Mr. Barge, we're addressed to work. No, why would he do such a thing, though, Jeff? But how would you feel if, if a guy were, were went to work? He works with you, and he's wearing a dress. If he shows up to work with a dress, with a dress on. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I would have any words. I would just say, uh, "You're having an interesting morning, huh?" So, interestingly enough, Mr. Barge went to work in shorts. Okay. But he was sent home because he was wearing shorts. Because they were too short. They were too short. Uh-huh. So he said, you know what? All right, I'm going to go home. I'm coming back. If women can wear short dresses to work, uh-huh. I can wear shorts to work. He so found- he went home. <laughs> he found the loophole. He found the loophole. He put on a dress and came back. And said, now what are you going to say? And guess what happened? <laughs> Did he get sent home? Well, now at the call center he works in, men are allowed to wear shorts. <laughs> that is a win. 
He is a hero, an activist. Yeah, he's fighting. He's fighting for short rights. He's fighting for male equal rights. Oh boy, <laughs> this man's an activist. This guy is nuts. Why would you have to go so far as to prove a point? The pictures of this lad wearing a dress are hilarious. <laughs> are hilarious. You should yeah. look this up definitely. Then I look this guy up to Joey Barge. <laughs> got real creative when he was sent oh back home. Oh my god. Some people were saying he was a hero for wearing a dress to work. How do you feel about that? Male equal rights. Well, he did get his way, so I, pre- I, I, I respect him for going out of his way to prove a point. But it, it, it was also in the policy, in the employee policy, that men were not allowed to wear shorts, but women were allowed to wear short dresses. But since he decided to speak up, he got his way. I don't yeah. know how women would feel about this. It's about time us males start standing up for our rights. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say this, that. With a I think this face. is the first time that men were discriminated against <laughs> in the workplace. But usually, we, you just hear about women because obviously they're extremely discriminated against. And then this guy shows up in shorts. He's like, "Oh no, this is not fair. I, I want to wear a dress to work now and see what they say." If she can wear a dress, I can wear a dress too, or I can wear shorts. So shout out to Joy Barge. We're standing up for equal rights in the workplace. Appreciate you, brother. We appreciate you for changing your company's dress code policy. Wear all the shorts you want, brother. Here at the Jeff and Don Pod, we like to think about the future. And currently, we have a lot of different technologies that are taking over our lives. So a news item we came across is about this new car created by German engineers at DFKI Robotics Innovation Center. It is called the EO Smart Connecting Car 2. Now, this is an amazing vehicle, and it has an incredible list of features. So, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this car? First of all, this car drives itself. It's it's fairly small, but the interesting taste from this car is not only does it drive itself, this car can drive sideways. Sideways driving, I guess perfect for parking purposes. And they take it a little bit further here, these guys in Germany. Not only can this car park sideways, but if the space isn't quite big enough, the car can suck in its gut, lift its body over the seat. I know some people that would like to suck in their gut. Oh, yeah. I'm one of them. (laughs) (laughs) But this allows it to contract from full length and squeeze into tighter spots. So basically, this is a shrinking car that drives itself and can drive sideways. Personally, I'm not a fan. Oh, really? Yeah. I One thing I don't need for my car is for it to shrink or drive itself. Okay, but I'm all about convenience. So if it's making your life easier, why don't you want to make your life easier? Trust issues, bro. Trust issues. Like, what, are, what do you doubt about this car? I don't trust the computer to drive me. You don't trust the German Im- engineers? Not one bit. They're pretty smart, though. I take nothing away from them. I just don't trust them. <laughs> this is amazing. This is an amazing thing. You guys should look it up. It's uh, fascinating what this car can do. But personally, I'm not a fan of a car that drives itself or parks itself. I can do that all on my own. Computers crash all the time. Technology usually has bugs. You imagine you, you're sitting back in this car. It's driving itself and something malfunctions. It's just your life. Yeah. I think I've lived a pretty good life so far, so I'm not too worried about it. You're ready to let it all go for a car that will drive you somewhere. No, but I have to say I trust. I trust the vehicles. So are you a fan? I embrace of a car technology. That drives itself and parks itself. Sure, why not? 
These people work on these cars for years and years and years because you have to think about it this way. They have to present these plans to investors. It's not like they're putting up their own money to make these things. So it has to be logical. It has to be sound. And it has to be something they can produce. So this is not any vehicle that some grad students came up with. This is a certified official vehicle created by German engineers. I just don't trust it. I can drive myself. One of the fun things about about buying a car, usually buy a car you want to drive. Because if you just buy a car for it to take you somewhere, for that I'll just pay for an Uber. Okay, I want so to drive. Now that you mentioned that, humans make mistakes all the time. So allowing yourself to be driven by another human doesn't mean it's free of flaws. Because who crashes in the highway? Humans. I agree. But I, in contrary to that, I also feel humans are quicker in uh, tense situations you might find. They're quicker than computers? Since when? Uh, how how do we how can you trust these computers to be so quick to react to certain things? They're able to do millions of calculations in seconds. So do you would rather you feel you you would feel safer right now in a car that drives itself? I wouldn't say safer, but I'm not worried about a driverless car. I'm very worried. It's a setup, folks. Don't do it. <laughs> well, this is where we're heading, Jeff. So when the driverless cars come, I will still be driving my car. <laughs> there is an option to drive on the uh, EO smart connecting car. I think a lot of people share your fears, so they're obviously still going to have the option of being able to drive it. You guys should totally look this car up. I mean, the way it sucks its gut in and shrinks. I mean, that's really convenient if you live in New York City because I will say this. All right, Dom, check this out. I take something back. I am not a fan of a car that parks itself, but I am a fan of a car that can look for parking by itself and park itself. I'm sold there. <laughs> I can show up somewhere, you know, New York City, there's never any parking. I get on my car, program it to park itself where I'm not in the car. I'm not any harm, and it will park itself. That, that's a, a billion-dollar idea. That is an amazing feature. If that is actually possible, that would be amazing. That That's my hot take on that. So your fear for your safety. <laughs> but at this point, I won't be in the car anymore. I will reach my destination. If I live in New York, so there will not be parking at my destination, I will get out. I will program the car to look for parking on its own. I'd agree with that. And I'm also all for getting all rid of all those clunkers in the streets. Every time they accelerate, you feel like you just walked into a ball of smoke so i'm all about getting rid of all those cars so if we can replace them with all eo smart connecting cars i am more than happy as long as i can still drive it myself i'm okay with that hey no more drinking and driving but you can drink and sit in the back and still have a good time i'll just get a designated driver It's time for our question of the week. As you know, we want to get the public involved. So start sending us some DMs. So this DM was from a young lad who's been with his girlfriend for a couple of months now. And he had the privilege to meet their parents. But guess what? The parents don't really like him. We're here for you, man. We're here to help <laughs> you. We got your back, bro. So he's trying to figure out, like, what can I do, guys? What can I do to change the situation? Yeah, pretty much his question is... My girl's parents don't like me. Well, <laughs> Essentially. What would you do? <laughs> what would you do? You got any advice for him, Jeff? Of course. We're here to help the people, man. All right, lad. This is what you do. 
first things first, you have to find out what they don't like about you. So get the full details. Yeah. What they don't like about you. If you're in it for the long run with this young lady. Oh, that's an interesting point too. It's good to take care of this because her parents are gonna be a key part of this <laughs> exactly. relationship. You're if you have to interact, yeah, with you're gonna have to see these people if you like this lady. Huh? But what if? Hmm. What if you could just get away with seeing them once in a while, and they don't care about you, and you're like, okay, that's fine. You still don't want these awkward moments. I mean, I mean, awkward moments are the worst. Yeah, and I mean, if they don't like you, and you feel, or if, in other words. You don't know why. You should investigate why. That's a good point. And if it turns out that they have reason not to like you, you have to work on something. So how do you go about finding out what they don't like about you? Well, if you found out that they don't like you, <laughs> it should be there easy must be some details to say, <laughs> why don't they like me? He didn't include this. He didn't include this in the question. We well, no. We need you to help. He might be a little self-conscious. Let me give you an example, Dom. Okay, if you're with someone, you meet her parents, and she tells you, Dom, my parents didn't like your grills. <laughs> my gold grills. Well, let me get, let me give you another example, Dom. I think you might not make it after that, though. If you show up with a grill to, to your girlfriend's house, I think you're in trouble. But grills you can remove. Well, that's a, that was going to be my point. That's an easy problem to solve. But what if they say, I don't like that he has a certain job, like he works a uh, gap. What can you do at that point? That's an area which is a very good point, Dom. At that point, it's not your problem anymore. These are petty people. And you take your own stance. It's like, this is petty. Yeah. I'm not changing. I, if you work at the Gap and you like the Gap, and right, that's what you're going to do, that's that's respectable. Right. Absolutely. That is an honest living. It's not like you're selling kilos of cocaine. <laughs> exactly. So if you if your girlfriend's parents don't like you for something like that, so at that point, would you leave her or would you just kind of stick it out? And then when you ever you interact with the parents, you just kind of have those awkward moments and live with it. This, what I would do. Yeah. I would. I would. First of all, I'll take it in. All right. Or these people are petty. Yeah. So when I'm around them, I'm with that mindset. These people are petty. So, so at this point, I would not really care as much. Oh, because the reason is so point. ridiculous. And if the conversation never comes up and or disagreement, and that's then that is the reason they don't like me, I can probably use that against them to make them feel as oh, I see. petty and pathetic as <laughs> the reason is. Yeah, but it's also that thing where you know how sometimes you just don't like someone for whatever reason you may have, and then you start treating them like poorly just because of that. Well, at this point, you have a conversation. With the missus. Uh, and um, it, yeah, just, it, it may point, not be the right situation yeah. for you. <laughs> you're putting yourself in a bad position because you're going to ask her, all right, so is it either your parents or me? But a more, I feel like a more common scenario, Dom, could be my parents don't like the way you talk to me. Well, that's interesting. We're, we're, we're going to leave the pettiness behind and talk about like decent parents. If right. you have decent parents and they don't like your boyfriend, that could be a reason. We don't like the way he talks to you or looks at you. Let's take it a little further from our experience. We are Latino or Hispanic, however you want to label our ethnicity. But I'm, we, I'm black, fam. <laughs> but there are situations where Latino parents do not want their 
their sons or their daughters to be with people from other races such as like african-american people or even sometimes they don't want to be with um, caucasian folks so that's another situation where they might not like you just because you're from a different race well typically in that scenario dom they are more upset with their children right for making these decisions but you are the source of the problem yeah so would you leave a girlfriend that you really like because of that situation or if i really like the girl yeah i will try my best because that's something you can't fix you can't fix but you can you can prove them wrong Uh, and judging you for these reasons if you really like if you really like the girl so you would put the time in to say you show them the quality human being you are right and then i feel like time takes care of things like that i've seen a lot of interracial relationships that have worked out right that haven't that are obviously not all of them start smooth right but then you know people get to know you absolutely past, maybe you can, the skin you, color yeah and you know things can work out you can still grow and be together in spite of that's pretty much considered racism yeah it is uh, so you can still continue to grow in spite of racism even from her parents or yeah. his or her parents and if it's a petty reason lad don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. And if I would just move on and I would probably let the girl know how petty her parents are. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, at some point, I want everyone to really value themselves. Yeah. Like if someone's going to be petty with you, they're not worth your time. Here at the Jeff and Don Powell, we want you to raise your standards. Mm-hmm. Appreciate who you are. Believe in yourself. We support confident people. We do not support pettiness. So please keep your standards up. And if someone doesn't like you, Keep it moving. Definitely. Thanks for the question, lad. All right, Dom, it's time. It's time for our inaugural winner of the most prestigious award on this podcast. This will be a weekly award. We will look vigorously through online. We'll speak to people to find the proper candidates for this. But this week's was a given. It is time to unveil to our listeners who is the dummy of the week. <laughs> stupid idiot. The stupid idiot of the week. Oh, boy. So our first inaugural dummy of the week. Drum roll, please. Is an MTA bus driver who decided to leave the bus <laughs> in neutral. <laughs> Oh, lad. Oh, boy. So this unmanned. Wait, Dom, first and foremost, congratulations to the lad for winning this prestigious award. It's the first one ever. It's the inaugural winner of the Dummy of the Week. Nothing like the first. Yeah, there won't be another first. So this story comes from Brooklyn, New York City. As you know, we are based in New York City, so we always love sharing stories. So this was an unmanned MTA bus crashes into several cars. And eventually crashes into a church. (laughs) This bus went inside the church. This was really super early in the morning. The bus driver. The lad. The the lad lad decided that he parked the bus. But he forgot that he actually didn't put it in parking. He left it in neutral. Yeah, he was on a hill. (laughs) The top of a hill. So unfortunately, he found himself in a hill. And the bus was going extremely fast (laughs) down the street. (laughs) I drive. I have never mistakenly left my car in neutral. This is incredible. 
the fly footage of this oh bus my God, you need to look this going up. downhill so I, believe, can, I believe it was in bushwick dom yes yeah, so you can sh- you can search this on twitter you can just uh search mta bus and <laughs> it's gonna you pop can up probably right put over. it on the google machine <laughs> this is this went viral this is a couple days ago. so people recorded the bus going down the street and then the last few seconds of the video <laughs> the bus driver is chasing after the bus <laughs> yeah so when you look up this video you'll find the winner <laughs> the last three seconds the of the video it's the young oh lad driving. He's like running, <laughs> running downhill, chasing the bus. What do you do at that point if there's a bus driver? You must Tom, really there think. was a bus driver chasing a bus. <laughs> like, what do you think he was going to do? There was no way he was stopping it. The bus was going really Yeah, like, fast. let's say you, you catch up to the bus. What, what do you do then? <laughs> you do? It's going downhill and, you, and you're right next to it. What do you do then? <laughs> That's what you call panic mode. Like, it's not in the club. <laughs> be like Agent 007 and, like, break the glass, go in there. What do you this, do? I hope this lad didn't lose his job. That would well, be really unfortunate. What would be uh, a proper uh, action by your supervisors? Like a proper discipline? Yeah, proper discipline. What, what do you uh, do at this point? You can send them to get his license again <laughs> <laughs> and teach him how to put it in parking, neutral, and reverse. My goodness. And this is awful. I feel bad for the lad. Maybe it was super early in the morning. It looks like it was... The video looks dark, so it looks like it was super early in the morning. Like, you know how that's that 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock time. I don't feel as bad for the lad. Really? How often do we hear of stories like this from bus drivers? Well, not close often, to never. Yeah. So for this, for this is a big mistake that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> it's true. This is why he wins the award by a landslide. It looks like no one got hurt, so I hope he still kept his job. Uh, Would you fire him if he were his direct supervisor? There has to be some discipline, at least a suspension. I know. I think. Uh, how much? How much in damage did he cause the MTA? <laughs> a lot. So I think he got fired. Poor lad. The, the bus has to get repaired. <laughs> the church. He hit a few oh vehicles. The goodness. bus hit a few vehicles on the uh, way down. That's a way to start your Wednesday morning. My goodness. Poor lad. Can you imagine you're just walking to work, you know, kind of a little tired because it's like six in the morning. And you're just walking, listen, listen <laughs> I, to the I, Jeff I and I encourage the listeners to, <laughs> to look this up and enjoy the last two seconds of the video where you see... Our winner, he just comes. Our dummy of the week, like at the corner of the camera, he's yeah, just you, running as fast as he can. You can see him running after that bus <laughs> down the hill. Can you imagine that you're just walking down the street, listening to the Jeff and Don Pod at six in the morning, and you see this bus going thirty miles an hour in reverse? Whenever you think you're having a bad day, think about this young lad. Think about our dummy of the week. Oh man, his but, day was ruined at six a.m. I mean. On the bright side, unlike the New York City subways, at least the bus is moving, right? This is true. That <laughs> bus is going faster than my train. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. MTA, get your stuff together. The trains are moving. The buses are going in reverse. Empty with no drivers. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, man? That's New York City for you. It's never a dull ah, moment. Stupid idiot. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to the Jeff and Don Pod. As always, thank you for the support. Appreciate the love, the feedback. Keep sending us questions. The questions have been great. <laughs> Absolutely. Slide into our DMs. We've been enjoying the DMs. We're here to help the people. We, we love the questions. We love the uh, criticism, everything. Anything. Anything you have to share with us. Reach out to us. We want to make the show interactive. And please, if you have any candidates... A friend, an article, anything you see. <laughs> Especially a friend. <laughs> Especially a friend that you would like us to consider for our Dummy of the Week Award. Dummy of the Week Award. Please slide into our DMs at Jeff Dempot on Instagram. Absolutely. So follow us, send us some DMs. Thank you for the support. And please 
rate and review the pod on the iTunes app. Very important. We would really appreciate that. Until next time, this has been the Jeff and Don Pod.